said technology makes life easier. Well, it's good to see each and every one of you. I have, I have great news. Um, it's summer. And as you know, since it's summer, uh, we're, we're going to, you know, it's been a little slow in starting is because we are shifting in terms of responsibilities in the local church. And a little later on, we're going to have a sister come up and she's going to share some of the things we're going to do come August and come September. So, and it's going to be evangelism based, and, and it's either an angel next to me or it's Tony again. Only Tony can make heads up tails with this thing. Praise God. Hallelujah. You could, you could bring it down a bit. Praise God. So, uh, the next thing I want to share is. We were able to. Cuánto ha dado el avión? I'm about to go into my Jesus voice. You know, Jesus spoke to 5,000 people and they heard him. There was no PDF in the fire. There was no bowls, speakers. And yet they all heard But what happened was is that he was in a field. It, it was uh, in like an amphitheater, natural amphitheater setting. So when he spoke, his words reverberated. He knew exactly where to be. So anyway, the second thing I want to share with you is that we did speak of MTA. Um, we did agree on the terms. And so as of next Saturday, not this Saturday, but again? Yes. Praise God. So as of next Saturday, we'll have our first program in WMCA. And it's going to be a Calvary Christian Fellowship. Um, program. It's going to be half hour. It'll be at 9 o'clock in the evening. It's, it's a prime time. So you guys are going to be on radio um, as of next Saturday. Praise God. So, if that doesn't excite you, I could tell you something that will. <laughs> For me, that excites me because it's a confirmation and a manifestation of God's promise to us. He told us that He would give us a way to get on radio because it's his will for us to be on radio. Now, for me, I don't care in terms of 
what um, outfit God will use. I'm more interested in just obeying God. Amen. When I obey God, that's when things happen, when we flow with his program. Many times we want God to bless our stuff. But yet, if we, get, we, if we align with what God is doing, then God will bless us you know, as part of that package. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful because we'll be touching a lot of topics, a lot of themes, things that God is speaking to us right here, things that God is speaking in the region, things that God is speaking nationally and internationally. So, um, and I'm going to interview some of you guys. So some of you will be on radio with me, and, and uh, you'll share your testimony. So we're going to make it exciting. Amen? But the most important thing is that we are part of the voice to our city. Amen. Remember years ago, part of our logo was the voice of the Amen. Lord cries out to the city. We had it right in the altar. Yeah, so from us, part of the voice of God is our voice because he speaks through us. Amen? Amen? So I'm excited about that. And once again, thank you for making that happen with me. Um, I'll be talking to probably all you guys individually because what we want to do is we, won't, we don't want that to be um, a church budget per se, we want to raise it up uh, very simply through the Gideon 300 aspect. And I don't know if you know what that means. Those, there are those who have been working with me and helping me on the internet. Uh, and what they do is they give an offering once, once a month, $5, $10, $20, whatever, whatever they can afford. They give that. But the aggregate amount gives them more than enough to be able to pay for what we've been doing. So we're just going to continue paying for all we're doing in the internet as well as the radio program because since they gave it to us at such a great price. And that's our assignment. The church is not a country club. Our task is to preach the gospel. Our task is to disciple the nations. Amen. We say in Spanish, punto y coma. In other words, that's it. That's what it's all about. And because, you know, we're, we're here for a certain time, and then after that, we're with Jesus, right? So we prepare now. And we also have to teach others about the wonderful, glorious word of God. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So let's all stand. And let's give as we normally do as part of our worship and part of our offering as unto the Lord. And while we're getting ready, I want you to turn around a moment and just say hello uh, to the pastor in North Carolina and the people that are with her. Praise God. God bless you, North Carolina. It's good to be worshiping and fellowshipping together with you. That's another part of the word of the Lord to us. God specifically told us, he sent the prophet is here an international prophet to come here, stand right there, right around there. And the Lord said to tell us that there's gonna come a time where we're gonna have thousands of members through internet. Thousands of people will be fellowshipping together with us in the internet, amen? So not only do we have various daughter churches and sister churches that are linked with us, they're in various areas. I'll be with some of them this coming Friday. We'll be having dinner and I'll be uh, sharing a word with them. But we also have what we call a, a campus setting where people are going to be uh, together with us at the same time that we're worshiping together. Amen? And from there, I know we're going to start other churches. Praise God. So what you're sowing to is eternal soil. You're sowing not just locally, but you're also sowing regionally, nationally, and internationally. Amen? So let's lift up that which God placed in our hands, that which he gave us the privilege to be able to steward. So Father, this moment we take a portion of that which you blessed us with and we sow it into your kingdom. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Very little fanfare. Most people are not even aware of it, but you are working through us day by day. 
And there will come a day where people will say, who is this church and how can they do so much? But Father, I thank you. It's because we've been faithful in the little. And you're the one that places more in our hands. So Father, thank you for the privilege to be able to serve you right where we are at. We give you the glory for it. We give you the praise. We ask now that you receive the tithe and the offering through our high priest, our Lord Jesus Christ. And we do give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. Amen and amen. As you receive instructions of the ushers, let's give a spirit of joy.
For the best worship experience, please let us remember to put our mobile phones on silent or vibrate during our service. deposit at least 
okay? Because this time we have to have all the money ahead of time and it's a little different. So we want to make sure that we have all everyone on the bus. If we don't have enough people on the bus, I'm not going to order the bus. So we have to have at least 55 or 53 because I'm going to have a wheel a chair, one for, for Julio, because we want Julio to come with us comfortable, right? Amen? And um, like we did yesterday with that wheelchair, I think that was excellent, that was an excellent idea. So we're gonna do the same thing. So those of you that are interested in going, please sign up with Sister Yvette in the back, amen? And then we're gonna sign up, even though you don't have the $20 today, just sign so I can get a head count. And then next week, bring in your $20. Amen? 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 Okay. Huh? It's one thirty for the adults and 79 for children 12 and under. It's worth it. It's worth it. Amen? We have the dinner, we have the, the show, and we have the bus. Amen? And you have time to pay because it's November 2nd. Okay? Little by little. Dice un refrán que poco a poco se llena el buche. Right? Little by little, you fill up the, the stomach, I guess. I guess. Amen? Um, pastor? Oh, Celeste. Okay. Amen. Celeste? Dios los bendiga, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord. Okay, so we know God's heart is saving souls, right? Amen. So then our heart should be in alignment with the Father's heart, right? Amen. So we're going to talk today about evangelism. And let's go to the Word of God. Matthew 28. Verses 18 through 20. And the word says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things Whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. Amen. Okay, so God is looking for dedicated people who are available to him to go out into the neighborhoods, go out wherever God may send us to teach the gospel, to share the goodness of Jesus Christ, to share our testimonies. We complain about the heat, but um, imagine how hot it is in the lake of fire. Imagine souls out there who are lost like we were. So this is the body of Christ. It's a joint effort. I'm just asking all of you to come and share with CCF that we can go out and speak to people and teach them and show them the true love of God, the Father, through his son, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. So concerning that, we've come up with two days, Pastor and I, Wednesdays right before prayer, 5.30 p.m. until 6.30 p.m., and then 7 o'clock, you can all come to prayer. Amen. Saturdays, 10 a.m. until 11 a.m., so I'll be working with Isabel, and she'll be sending emails out to all of us, and then we'll have a sign-up sheet in the back. Amen? Amen? So who's ready to go out and do the heart of the Father? Amen. Who's ready to go out and do the heart of the Father? Let's see. Amen. Amen. So we give you all the glory, honor, and praise Amen. God. Thank you. God bless you all, and thank you, Pastor.
Now I'd like to introduce the angel of the house, Apostle Victor Nazario, that's bringing forth the word of God. To God be the glory. So question, when is it that you're planning to um, do the first outing? You said August and September, but I'm actually ready to go now. Amen. As soon as we can get the emails out and the sheet, the sign-up sheet in the back, if you would sign up immediately so we can go forth right away because God waited on us. Why do we have to have God wait, you know? Um, work has to be done. Amen. Amen. So, and not only that, you don't know when's a person's last day. That's right. So if you come Wednesday and minister to a person and then they go home, after they heard the word and received Christ, you just finish blessing that person eternally, right? So, so you're saying if, if there's enough people, if there's one or two that are ready, yes. it doesn't have to be anything fancy. It's just going out, giving a tract, praying for people. You know, that's what we want to do. We want to take the love of God and take it out of the four walls of the church. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen? So if you have some people, you'll go Wednesday? Yes. All right, if yes. anybody's interested in coming this Wednesday, Please sign up in the back, all right? And let us know, and this is where we can get out there, 5.30 to 6.30, right? Jesus said, could you not tarry one hour with me? That's right, amen. So could we not tarry for somebody else amen. one hour? I believe we can. I believe we can have uh, two or three out there every single Wednesday. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Amen. Let's give a hand praise to this woman of God that is doing her best, doing her part. Praise God. God moves through the doers, not the hearers. Amen. 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 So, Father, we thank you for your word. The Holy Spirit, I pray that you minister mightily through us. And, and Lord, I thank you for air conditioning. Thank you for fans. Thank you, Father. But there's so many places throughout the world, Lord, where they worship, where there are no fans, where there's no air conditioning. There's not even a roof. But they still worship you and the spirit of joy. And they're still grateful to you. And they acknowledge your goodness because you're a good God. And today we thank you. Thank you for all the things you've blessed us with. But above all, thank you for salvation. Thank you for saving us and for delivering us from the power of darkness. And for translating us to the kingdom of your dear son. We bless you. We praise you, my God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated in God's presence. A moment. I want you to take it easy if you need water. Um, I believe we do have some water. So if you do require some water, please let us know. And we will get some water over to you. Let me turn on my little technology here. God. And while we're going to get into the word, I'd like to pray for someone. Um, Pastor Eileen in North Carolina, she's um, on with us today and she asked for prayer. Um, you know, she's going through some challenges in her body and she wanted uh, for us to pray for her health. Amen? So can we do that? Yes. Praise God. Um, Al, will you please come, Minister Al, and pray for Pastor Eileen in North Carolina. God will heal her body. Heavenly Father, 
You know Pastor Eileen, Father God. You created her from you, Lord God. Father God, you, I, we, just, we, come in, we come together, Father God, in unison, in agreement. Yes, and Father God, that you heal her, Father God, for you are the great healer, you're the great surgeon, you're the great doctor, Father God, you're the great physician, Lord God. You're the great creator, Lord God. Father God, that you heal her, Father God, for her mind, her body, her soul, from the tops of her head to the bottoms of her, her souls, Father God. And Father God, that there's anything, Father God, that is hindering her, for Father God, from, from completing and going uh, for your, your mission, Father God, that you are there to intercede, Father God. Because I know, Father God, that your son, Jesus Christ, who sits at the right hand of, of or your throne, Father God, is interceding for her and for all of us, Father God, until your rightful return, your second return for us, Lord God. But Father God, not only that, Father God, that you also heal um, her family, Father God, anything, her, her work, um, anything. Father God, we cancel the assignment of the enemy against her, Father God. For the, and we do this, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Because we know that, that by your stripes, Lord God, your Lord Jesus, Father God, that she is healed. And we proclaim this not only because of, because of what we say, but because of what your word says, Father God. And we do that in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Ephesus and a message that was given not only to Ephesus, but this letter was meant for all the churches of the region. So the people 2,000 years ago, or the church 2,000 years ago, heard this message. Amen. And I'm going to share with you an aspect that you need to know about because his authority is working mightily in you. Say to your neighbor, his authority, his authority. is working mightily in you. I'm going to read uh, from various areas. I'm going to read from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14, 18 through 23, and Ephesians 2, 1, 9. But I'm going to be breaking it down as I read it. So Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, it says, In him you also trusted. Say with me, trusted. Trusted. After you heard the word of truth. Say with me, heard. Heard. The gospel of your salvation, in whom... Also, having believed, say with me, believed. Believed. You were sealed. Say with me, sealed. Sealed. With the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee. Say with me, guarantee. Guarantee. All right. So there are various words there that I wanted to quickly highlight. The first one is that the Bible says that we were sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise when we heard the word and then we believed the word and then we trusted the word. When we come to saving faith in Christ, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit seals us for the day of redemption. Yes. It's similar to, you know those bottle caps years ago, we used to make money with them, we used yes. to redeem them, and they used to give us five cents? Yes. It's almost like there's a future guarantee. See, and in this case, that word seal comes from a Greek word in um, Strong's 728. It's called an earnest or a down payment. An earnest payment or a down payment is similar to what we do today. When we're gonna buy a home, yes. if you don't have all the cash, you have to give an earnest payment. When you first make contract, you have to put down 5,000, 10,000. It's usually about three to 5% of the full asking price. And if it's commercial, you might have to put as up uh, I mean, 30 to 40% of the price. 
and it guarantees that you're serious. Say with me, you have to be serious. Well, the Holy Spirit is serious. The Bible says when God saved us, the Holy Spirit promised that we have the guaranteed salvation. He is the earnest. He is the down payment. The word in the Greek, it means it's inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory, right? It's used in the New Testament, this specific word, uh, for anybody that's interested, is arabon. It's used in the New Testament to denote a pledge assured by God, praise God. Amen. to believers. Hallelujah. So I don't know about you. We've gone into contracts in the past. Not every contract is honored. As a matter of fact, today, when people create contracts, there's already an open door to get out of it. Yes. Amen. You don't believe me? Go to court one day and just sit there all day long. Most of the time, people fighting about contracts. People fighting because they were promised something and they never owned up to it. Right? So, but Holy Spirit is the divine pledge for all future blessedness. That's what that word actually means. So when God promises something, he honors the very promise that he speaks out of his mouth. And when he said, if you come to Jesus, if you believe in him, you trust in him, I will issue an earnest note for that day. When that day comes and we go before the Father, the pledge note was, well, I guaranteed it. It's a personal guarantee by God himself. So, so tell your neighbor, God has guaranteed your salvation. God has guaranteed your salvation. So let me give you various things about those two verses. Number one, you have to first hear the gospel. And this is why it's so important that we get out there Wednesdays. This is why it's so important that you share the gospel with whoever you can. Because before somebody can believe a thing, they first have to hear a thing. And Paul was saying, you heard the gospel... And then you believe the gospel. And you're giving an opportunity for somebody to believe it if they can hear it. Today they're hearing everything. And people are believing the zaniest of things, the craziest of things. In my advertisement uh, to invite people to a church, I I don't know if you've seen it in Facebook. I have an actual advertisement, 30-second advertisement. Um, I got two responses, among others. But one response was very interesting. He says, no, I'm going to be too busy that day. And by the way, there's no God, and that's that. Wow. Well, no, 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 that's good. You know why? We, we reached last week 5,000 people. Amen. Amen. And so you're going to get, yeah, amen. So you're going to get good, bad, and ugly responses. This is all right. That means they're reading it. Yes. This week alone, there were over 700 people that clicked on that video. So make no mistake about it, we are going to receive some response. Coming September, October, this place is going to be packed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, I don't care about, you know, it's packed. So what? We can pack it two, three, four times. Listen, you go to the movies, they get packed. Amen. So that's not what I'm interested in. I'm interested in people that are hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. So if this place is full of people lifting up their hands and worshiping the Lord Almighty, we've done our jobs. Amen. The point is, people are hearing all sorts of crazy things out there. And they have to hear the word. Because if all they're hearing is the crazy things, demonic uh, teachings and and, and things that are crazy, 
I mean, if I were to write them down and just share with you, you your, 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 your jaw would fall to the ground of the craziest things that people are believing today. But they heard what? The gospel. And the Bible says that in order for a person to hear the gospel, they first have, there has to be a speaker. There has to be a teacher. There has to be a presenter. Somebody's got to preach this thing. Amen. You're the ones that are supposed to preach this thing. And it's not fancy. It's just share the love of God. Share your testimony. Share what God did in your life. You'd be surprised how people respond to a testimony. Nothing more powerful than a testimony. And then they believe the gospel. And then it says, then you trusted the one who gave the gospel. So when we trust Jesus, Jesus then gives us the privilege of adopting us into his family. We become brothers and sisters with him. We become adopted into the family of God. So if you're adopted into the family of God, you are now a king and a priest. You are now a royal citizen. I mean, just so many things. You're an heir with, co-heir with the Lord Jesus Christ. See? So they heard, they believed, and they trusted. And because of that, the Holy Spirit sealed them for the day of redemption. Hallelujah. Amen. So Ephesians 1, 16, or rather 18, it says that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Paul prayed for his brothers and sisters in Christ. And he's praying for you today. So I pray that God would open up the eyes of your understanding. That's the Greek word photizo. It means a certain illumination. Now, if you just go to a person and say, by the way, Jesus is good. They're going to say, yeah, yeah. But if you pray for a person before you go out, or before you go to the job and you share, God puts in your heart to speak to somebody, and you pray that God would enlighten their eyes. It's almost like the, the word photizo indicates like a sudden light that's turned on. And people are able to see what they couldn't see before. And the reason why we have to pray before we testify is because the eyes of people's understanding have been darkened in this day. There's a prince of the power of the air that has darkened the eyes of the understanding of the people. Amen. Just look at the news. The news, if you, if you listen to the news without any discernment, you will get angry. You will get offended. Right? I'm serious. You have to get above and look with open eyes. And right now there's discussions about racism and all this other stuff. And of course racism exists. It will always exist. You know why? It's part of the sin nature. It's no surprise. But they're bringing it back to the point. Who's they? The demon spirits. And if it could get you to get angry about it and offended about it, now you're all up in arms about it. And guess what's happening? He's laughing. He's got you. There's a bigger war happening here. But he wants you paralyzed because if he could get you offended, you're useless in the kingdom. If he could get you angry or if he could get you divided, what does the Bible say about division? A house divided cannot stand. See, so if we're divided, we're useless. The only thing that's good about division is when you're first growing, your cells divide and become two and four and eight and 16 and 32. But that's a good thing because it's, it's almost like a multiplication factor. It's division for multiplication. But the enemy doesn't want you to divide you to make you grow. He wants you to divide you because he knows that two are better than one and a threefold cord cannot quickly be broken. And in the body of Christ, 
the body of Christ is useless if we're divided. If I think I'm better than you, I'm useless in the kingdom. Hallelujah. And this nation is under the grip of that spirit. And so people don't know how to deal with it in the natural. And guess what? You can't defeat it in the natural. And that's the problem with Congress today. They're never going to solve a spiritual problem making new laws. That's right. Because ultimately, it's a spiritual problem. Yes. Now what we could do is we could contain it somewhat. But you're never going to control the heart when it's out of control, when sin controls the heart. Yes. Hallelujah. So we as the people of God, we have to understand that. And we have to pray for others that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened. That's what Paul did. And Paul was a powerful and mighty apostle of God. And he knew he had to do that. Why do we think we don't have to? So he said, I pray for you every day. And he did it every day. I pray for you that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Say it with me, exceeding. Exceeding. That word exceeding, I'm going to talk to you a couple of minutes about it. But what's the exceeding greatness of his power? I want to park a couple of minutes now in verse 19. Now, can you get verse 19 up there? Are you, are you, are you guys doing that today? Verse 19, Ephesians 1.19. It uses the word power twice. What does power mean? Huh? The ability, yeah, exactly. The ability to do something. What else? Strength. Huh? Potential, yeah. Power, there's a potential. Strength. Strength, yeah. Yeah, it means strength. Anybody else? Hmm? Control? Authority, yes, yes. And it could actually mean control because people that are powerful control others. Yeah. All right, so we have an idea. But it uses the word power twice. It says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word, the King James says. To us word who believe. So there's power to us word. This is according to the working of his mighty power. Why twice? Why does he say that he has exceeding power toward us according to the working of his mighty power? We already used the word power. Why does it have to be used twice? So whenever you see something double in scripture, you have to look into it. You have to dig in a little more. Well, guess what? Those are not the same two words. In the Greek. It's two different terms for power. One of it is dunamis, and the other one is kratos or kratos. I don't know how the Greeks pronounce it, but it's K-R-A-T-O-S, kratos. The important thing is you need to know it's two different words. One means a force um, by miraculous power. The word dunamis is miraculous explosive power. What is the exceeding greatness of his miraculous explosive power toward us who believe? So we can see that God has released great power for our salvation. In the cross, you saw great power. Why? Because Jesus literally died. His body died. Yes. We needed a miracle to have that body come back again. So miraculous, explosive power was released so that his physical body could come back to life. Amen. It says it's a miracle, mighty work. It's also virtue. Remember the lady that was struggling? She was sick for 12 years. Yes. And she, she had a flow of blood. And when she touched Jesus, power came. Yes. You, you know what he said? He says, I sense that virtue came yes. out of me. Yes. 
It wasn't just anything that came out. He didn't send something. He sent virtue. The word virtue is dunamis. The word virtue is explosive, miraculous power. That's why she was instantly healed. Because it was a sudden release of this same power that raised Jesus later on from the dead. And that's the power that's working toward us. And then it says here, toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty kratos, or his mighty power. So not only is there miraculous power, but there's also kratos that is working according to the working of his mighty power. So it says kratos. What's kratos? Kratos is dominion, manifested power. And it comes from a root word, to perfect. So there's a power, a miraculous power, that, that allows us to be born again. We become part of his family. He destroys the work of the devil that has afflicted us, births us anew, and now he brings us under his dominion. The word power, his dominion, his authority. But it comes from a root which means to perfect and to complete. There is a power in you that not only supernaturally saved you and redeemed you and cut you off from the power of the enemy and translated you to the kingdom of his dear son, but also there's a power that's completing you. There's a power that is processing you and taking you step by step by step. And one day you used to smoke, you don't smoke anymore. One day you were bound with this, and you're not bound anymore. Little by little, it's taking you. Once you're under his dominion, his power and his spirit, which, by the way, sealed you for the day of redemption. Glory to God. Now he's working in you a, a, a perfect work, bringing you to that place of perfection. And the word perfection is maturity. He's bringing you to that place of maturity. I look back at who I was, I'm no longer that person. Because God's processing me. And every day, His Spirit gives us the grace, the favor to continue to grow in Him. And Paul said, I pray that, that you would open up the eyes of your people that they might see that very power that works in them right now. The power that will raise me from, or rather, that raised Jesus from the dead that is now among them, that is now in them, that broke, that snapped the power of darkness and now has brought us to a place where we can continually grow in him. And so we're under his dominion. And so we become a part of his body. There is power in a legal document. For those that are adopted, they know what I'm talking about. You literally get the name of the person that adopts you. You go to the court, and once the court stamps it, adopted. You now have power as it pertains to that name. Any future inheritance, you have the same legal right as a natural born son or daughter. Hallelujah. And that's what God has done. He's adopted us into his family. Hallelujah. We're part of his body, right? So he goes on to say in verse 20, this is the power that he wrought in Christ. The word wrought means he worked in Christ. This is the power, the dunamis, that he exerted, the word exerted, produced or exercised in Christ when he raised him from the dead. That power that now is working in you. Say to your neighbor, you have that power. Say to your neighbor, that power is working in you. That power is working in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
power's working. Yes, it is. Amen. This is the power he worked. This is the power God produced. This is the, the power that God exerted. <coughs> this is the power that God exercised in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. So now Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. Right? And it says, verse 21, far above all principality. Not above. Far above. All principality. That word principality, it's interesting. Because it doesn't only mean uh, someone that's in charge. Principality, according to the original language, is the one that births it, that begins it. The principal one. The one that has majesty and influence and comes first. So we're fighting right now with principalities and powers. Principalities have been here for a very long time. Thousands of years. They're very old. And all you see is a manifestation of what you saw in Abraham's time. In Lot's time. In Noah's time. It's the same spirits, same principalities. But the Bible says that God raised Jesus far above all principalities. And the connotation of that word is that God himself is the primary number one principality. He's the one in charge. He's the one that birthed it all. Everything comes from him. Hallelujah. That's why it's not even a fight. Oh yeah, the, the, the devil battling God. The devil can't battle God. He has to go up and report to God. God is the number one. He is Alpha and Omega. He's everything. He's the beginning, the end. Hallelujah. There is no comparison. Far beyond all principality and power. The enemy is coming at you. Well, guess what? He's nothing compared to the one that you serve. He's nothing compared to your heavenly father. Far beyond. Say to your neighbor, far beyond. Far beyond. Hallelujah. Far beyond all principality. Far beyond all power. Far beyond all might and dominion. And every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Wherever there's a name, Jesus is above that name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Principality. It also has a connotation of worth. God has prime worth. Anything that has worth in this land is subservient to his worth. Anything that has value in this land cannot compare with the value that God has and the value that God gives to his children. That means that it doesn't make a difference how famous you get, how much money you get. It doesn't make a difference if you're a millionaire. That value has nothing compared to God's value and the value he gives us as his children. Even if you became a billionaire, even if you became a trillionaire, that's nothing in, in comparison to the value that God gives his children. You, sir, you, ma'am, have great value because the principal one has given you that value. His power, his miraculous power, his explosive power, operates mightily in you exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think his power is resident within you today glory to God hallelujah and then it says he has put all these things 
under the feet of Jesus. And he gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Over all things to the church. If he left it there, I'd be happy. Because he's my Lord. And he's my head. I have no problem calling him the chief bishop. The chief apostle of my faith. Right? He's the chief bishop of my soul. I have no problem in understanding that and bowing to that. But then it goes on to say, which is his body. The church 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 which is his body. Hallelujah. The church which is his body. The church which is his body. So if everything is submitted under Christ, if everything is submitted under his feet, and if we're his body, Hallelujah. So we walk in that authority. And then we go right into Ephesians chapter 2. The chapters there is not that Paul went to sleep and he went and he woke up the next day and wrote something totally new. No, he was just writing. That's a letter. The chapters are there for us so we can find the verses easier. So chapter 1 goes right into chapter 2. It just continues talking. He says, so, and you... Now say to your neighbor, now he's talking about you. Amen. He was first talking about Jesus, now, now he's talking about you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Say, say to your other neighbor now on the other side, you too, he's talking about you. <laughs> and you, he has quickened. Hallelujah. And you, he has quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. You were quickened. What does quickened mean? Come alive. Come alive. Brought to life. But... It has another connotation in the original language. It also means to be saved alive. Yes. Amen. To be protected alive. Notice, God did not allow us to perish eternally. He says we were dead in sins and trespasses, but he quickened us. He quickened us with Christ. So when the Bible says that Jesus came back from the dead, that same power also yes, Lord. makes us alive today. So it's not that I became part of a local church. It's not that I'm a faithful member. It's not that I tithe and, you know, since I'm tithing, God has some favor with me. You know? uh, the man upstairs likes me because I give a lot of money to the church. No, this was a miraculous thing that God did for us. Our spirits are born again, quickened by the very spirit of God who is guaranteeing our salvation. Hallelujah. He says... You he has quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Verse 2. Wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of the world. According to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. See that's why people are crazy. Because there's a spirit that's operating in them. It's a spirit of disobedience. That's why you see all these things on TV. That's why you see people curse God and all that other stuff. They're operating under a spirit. They're deceived. But it says, we operated in that spirit before. We walked in according to the course of this world. The spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. Among whom also we had our conversation in times past in the lusts of the flesh. What does the word conversation there mean? It just simply means the lifestyle. It's something we submitted to. Something that we naturally flowed in. We had our conversation in that. 
in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh. What do you see in parties? Those college frat parties. Fulfilling what? The desires of the flesh. I was talking with my wife this morning in the car. I was saying, this is amazing because um, you see rap music and what's connected with rap music? Lust and what else? And parties and drugs and all that, right? right? And I was saying, it's amazing how much money there is in that culture. I mean, billions, billions of dollars. People are incredibly wealthy. And what's in there? Drugs, violence, vice, right? Oh, well, let's, let's go to rock and roll. There's another way of dressing, and people spend a lot of money in their grunge. Yeah, they spend a lot of money in tats, tattoos and everything, so they can look the part, right? And when what's in there, embedded in there? Drugs, illicit sex, and all that stuff, vice. But what about what about uh, what about the old days when and the blues and all that other stuff? See, different culture, same sins. Works in the in, in, in us in times past before BC before Christ. We just flowed in it. We flowed in, in satisfying our flesh. As I was just joking with my wife, I said some of these rockers are ugly. <laughs> And they're like falling apart, right? And yet you see the women after them. Oh, oh. And they get married with, with beautiful models that are like seven feet tall. Because it all has to do with the lust. Lust of the what? Flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That's why a beautiful woman will, will marry a nasty alcoholic Guitar player, right? Because she doesn't care about the Lord. She just wants the money. Yes, she wants, she has lust for what? That's what it's all about. And, and men do that too, you know. They go after the beautiful women who have lots of money and do we call them what, gigolos? Is that what we call them? Do we call them that anymore? Huh? What, a player? I, I don't know. I'm asking, I, I don't know. I, I've been out of it so long. Huh? Sugar daddies? Let me talk to some of the millennials. <laughs> you and I are no longer millennials, you know? No. Huh? Chapeador? Yeah, that's a Spanish version of that? Oh, okay, okay. But you, you understand my point. And but all of that works because people's eyes are closed. I am sure that if the woman's eyes were open, she would say, oh my God, what have I got myself into? Yeah, you look at a situation like, for example, um, Tiger Wood. Tiger Wood, tremendous, amazing athlete. He got into a bad way with his wife because he couldn't stay faithful. So his wife, she leaves him obviously and she has the right to because he played her bad a couple of times, right? She's now a multi-millionaire. Woo! Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's the right way to get millions. But I'm just saying, it's unfortunate that that's what the world does in order to acquire wealth. Because of that spirit that operates, it's sick. It, it's immense. You look at a person like Bezos, 
You know Bezos is, right? He's the owner and the founder of Amazon. He also didn't treat his wife right. Do you, you know he's like, if not the number one wealthiest man in the world, he's like the number two or number three, right? But she divorced him. Guess what? She is now a billionaire. And unfortunately, many times, a billionaire. I'm talking about winning like three or four lottos. All in one. But I don't know. Once your eyes are open, you realize how mundane that is, how deceitful that is, how sad that is, that we really can't live the life that we want. We, we don't honor God with that. It's a, it's a sad situation. And that's why Paul prayed. He says, open up the eyes of their understanding that they would see. We had our conversation in that before. We conducted ourselves that way. So we really can't criticize others because we did our own crazy stuff. Anybody here understand what I'm talking about? When you're deceived, you don't know that you're doing wrong. Verse 4, but God was rich in mercy. For with his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, he quickened us. He quickened us. What's the word quicken? To bring back the life. To resurrect. To save alive. To quicken us together with Christ. So not only did he quicken us, but he quickened us together with Christ. So whatever victory we have is because of Christ. Whatever deliverance we get is because of Christ. Whatever grace we get is because of Christ. Whatever favor we get is because of Christ. Whatever we are today is because of Christ. Whatever we can do now is because of Christ. Whatever future legacy that we will have is because of Christ. It's not our own work. It's his work in us. Christ in us is the hope of glory. When we were dead together in sins, we were dead in sins, he quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved, it says. And it doesn't leave it there. If we would have left it there, I would have been very happy. Or he said, thank you for your kindness, my God, that you saved me by your grace. But it continues. He adds on. Remember the cherry on top of the icing, on top of the cake? What is better than that? Right? That's what we're trying to say when we say that. That's the cherry on the top. Well, this is more than that. This is like infinitely more than that. He says, and he raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places with Christ. So before the Bible saying how the explosive power of Almighty God caused Christ to come alive again. And then he sat him in the right hand, right next to him. He said, and by the way, while he was doing that, he was also delivering us, setting us free with the same explosive, miraculous power. And he sat us right next to Jesus in heavenly places. So authoritatively, you're not here in terms of your authority you are seated in, seated in heavenly places. When you pray, you pray from an authority, not from the natural realm. You pray from an authority in the heavenly realms. Your prayer has authority. Because when the king sits down, that means his kingdom is in peace. And then he sat Jesus right next to him. And then he sat us right next to Jesus. Glory to God. 
So even though in this earth realm, you will always have to battle a defeated enemy. Because yes. the enemy works with an authority in this earth realm. Yeah. Even though it's illegal, he still operates in this area. Yes. But when you come in and you say, I bind your authority. Yes. What happens is he has to submit to that yes. because you're operating on another authority. Yes. The other part of, um, not exousia, but dunamis, is that it's a higher authority that comes to work in a lower world. Yes. You, you didn't get that? Yes. Uh, dunamis yes. is not from this world. That's right. Dunamis is a heavenly power. That's why we call it a miracle, because yes. it's not indigenous to our lower world. So when dunamis comes in, it operates a miracle. Yes. So our authority does not come from the natural world. Amen. Our authority, when we pray in faith, remember we believed, yes. we heard, we believed, and we trusted. Yes. When we trust Almighty God's word and operate in his word as his ambassadors in this earth realm, when we bind the enemy, he has to be bound. But understand, we do not operate in just mere emotion. We operate with his word. We take his word and we speak his word in this natural world. And the word shifts things. The word binds things. The word looses things. When we use his word, we can bind the enemy with God's word. Only with God's word. Not with our sentiments. That's why the more word we know, the more sensitive we become to knowing God's moods and God's feelings and God's will in the earth realm. Because yes, now that we're born again and the spirit of God is in us and we read the word of God every day, we study it, we're studying his will. We're yeah. studying his character, his nature. Yeah. So when we pray, we pray according to his character and nature. So what happens is we come in, in, in his authority and we bind the enemy using God's word and what does it say in the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as. See, and the Amplified says, as it's already been done in heaven. In other words, we don't bind just to bind. We bind according to what's already happening in heaven. In other words, God's will in heaven. When God reveals something to us by his word, when God reveals something to us prophetically, those that are aligned with God, we can bind on earth. I bind what you're doing to my children. I, I, I bind that, and, and I loose upon my children your blessing. I loose upon my community your blessing. Enemy, you can't have this place. Enemy, you can't have my children. You can't have my family. You can't have my husband. You can't have my wife. You, 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 you can't have my community. See, we have the right to pray that way. And God gave us that right. So when we pray from that authority, that supernatural power gets released. Amen. When the prophet prayed, let, let it not rain in this place until I say so, he said. Right? Yes. Well, guess what? God had told him already. It's my will that, I, that it not rains. But the problem was is that since he was his ambassador in the earth realm, he had to actually speak it in the earth realm for it to actually happen. Yes. So it was God's will, but it didn't happen until the prophet spoke it. So it's God's will for your children to be safe. It's God's will for your family members to be safe. It's God's will for this community to change. It's God's will. But we have to pray it. We have to declare it. Our prayers are powerful. And we are positioned. See, I always say this because it has so much natural understanding and natural common sense. 
when you look at a police officer, what makes you know that he or she is a police officer? The uniform. But I wear blue. Walks with authority? No, because I know people walking in the street with authority. The shield. It's the shield that delineates it. Because there are even guards, security guards. And you look at the shield, it doesn't say police officer, it says guard. So you know they don't have the same level of authority as the police officer, yes. right? And then some flash a badge, it's FBI. Some flash a badge, NSA. So, right. so it's depending what, who they work for, and they are delegated that authority. But what if you wake up in the morning, you say, I don't feel like a police officer today. It's the badge. Well, I messed up yesterday. I, I, I didn't do good police, policing yesterday. So I, I'm not worthy today. You're already sworn in. So you still have the same authority. I had an argument with my wife. Huh? It's an oath, right? But I had an argument with my wife. To death to your party. <laughs> until you retire, until you're fired, whatever. No, no. You see my point? In other words, it's totally irrelevant as to how you feel. The authority operates. So many times you're not in the mood to pray. Many times you, you're, just, you're just not in the mood. And somebody calls you for prayer. I don't feel the anointing. It's irrelevant. You are operating in it. You are authorized for it. Hallelujah. Somebody's going to get this by Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. <laughs> you are a person of authority. God has already released upon you a measure of authority. And he, and he gives you a sphere of authority, and that's where you need to operate. Hallelujah. If a stranger comes in right now and says, effective immediately, comes right now, effective immediately, we're not going to do services at 11, we're going to do them at 3. What will you tell them? Who are you? There's no authority. And we know that because even in scripture, there were seven sons of Sceva that went around preaching and said, we cast you out in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. And one demon-possessed person, the demon started speaking through him. He says, we know who Jesus is. And we know who Paul is. So see, Paul was recognized, duly authorized in the spirit realm because God had authorized him. He then said, but who are you? In other words, we don't recognize who you are. You don't have the badge of authority. <laughs> Hallelujah. So according to Paul's prayer, if your eyes get open, you'll be able to see that you're seated in heavenly places with Christ. You'll be able to see the authority you're operating in. So when the enemy comes at you, it's not that, that God forgot about you. It's not that God doesn't love you. It's not the enemy's coming at you. And you have to use your authority Imagine a police officer who are crying. What's the matter, police? <laughs> the mayor doesn't love me. <laughs> that would be so off, right? He doesn't care about me. That doesn't even make sense. But the point is, it doesn't. You still have the same authority. Actually, that's a good point because because he's done some stuff in the past that. Offended officers all, all across the board. But the point is, you're still authorized. See? And what the enemy will do, he'll come at you and try to make you think that God doesn't love you. He'll try to make you think that you really don't have the authority. 
again, the same tricks from the beginning. Has God really said, told Eve? But if we know who we are in Christ, when the enemy comes at us, say, get thee behind me. I know exactly who my God is. He loves me with an everlasting love. I have the favor of God, the grace of God. Hallelujah. I'm a child of God. I've been adopted into his family. He loves his children. Jesus said, if earthly dads being evil know how to give good gifts to their children, how much more the heavenly father will give the Holy Spirit and give perfect gifts. Hallelujah. Praise God. So I wanted to share with you those verses because it, you need to understand this book of Ephesus or Ephesians, the book that was sent to uh, the Ephesian church, was sent to the whole church. This was not just for the Ephesian leaders. This is part of the principles yes. that operate in the church universal. Yes. All of us have this authority. You need to go home now and read the book of Ephesians again because this was given to you and to me, to every Christian in every generation. And understand that this was written by inspiration of the Holy Spirit so that we can walk in the authority of God. So what did we do? We heard. Today we heard these principles. We heard this apostolic leader who was called to pretty much start putting some structure into the church. But they, none of them knew this. This was new for them. Thousands were coming into the body of Christ. In one message that Peter preached, 3,000 came to Jesus. Later on, 4,000 came. I mean, it was a huge community suddenly. And then they were going to different cities and preached the gospel. And even the deacons, they were going and, and raising the dead, casting out devils. And entire communities were coming to saving faith in Christ. So Paul had to write as quickly as possible to put some structure down. So as the Holy Spirit gave him to speak, he even, he even uh, wrote this from prison. Isn't that interesting? And he's still doing church business. Even in prison. In other words, there is no scenario where you stop working in your authority. Anything above 90 degrees, I ain't preaching. No, I still got to preach. I ain't going to church, man. That air conditioner isn't as powerful as the other church. I'm going to the other church. They have better AC. If you're called to this house, you'll be here. Because your body flows where you're connected, where you're moving. Praise God. Well, think about it. He's in prison, and he's not depressed. In other words, his relationship with God isn't destroyed. How many of us get destroyed when, oh, I lost my job. I can't serve God. God didn't protect me. He left me. I can't serve God. She left me. I can't serve God. What? Paul was in prison writing the structure of the church out. Talking about teaching the church's authority so he could walk in the authority of God. And he's in prison. Hallelujah. And in prison he says rejoice. Again I say rejoice always. Yes. When was the last time you rejoiced? No, I'm serious. Many Christians always complain. I'm convinced they complain all the time because they don't know their authority in Christ. 
They don't know who they are in Christ. They don't know who they represented. Because if they knew who they were representing, they would stop the criticism. And they would start speaking life and power and, and, and raise the dead and cleanse the leper and cast out devils, preach and disciple. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So you're being recommissioned today. You have to go out of here with a new understanding of who you are in Christ. So now I pray, may the Lord open up your eyes. That you may see what is the hope of your calling. That you might see the authority you're operating in. That you might see the eternal work that he did. That he wrought in Christ when he raised them from the dead. That mighty power that he released on that day. Now you're under his dominion. And you're operating in his dominion. God has given you dominion in your sphere of influence. You are not a victim. You are a victor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Bow your heads with me. Father, we thank you for who you've made us to be in Christ. Thank you, Father. That we are saved in your grace. And it was not because of works that we're saved. So that no man can boast. We were saved by your kindness. We were saved by your love. So Father, I pray that you open up the eyes of your people. That they may see the authority that they are working in. That they're operating under. That they might understand the power of their prayers. That they might understand the power of their discernment. That they, they might understand the power of presence. I'm speaking to somebody right now. The Lord wants you to know there's a power of presence. The Lord says that wherever you go, you're taking his presence. Do not belittle the presence that you carry. Do not belittle the presence that you bring. Do not belittle the words that will come out of your mouth as you submit to his spirit. The Lord wants to bring affirmation to you today. The word, the, the Lord wants to remind you how much you are valued. He is the principal one. And today he says, I love you. And I value you. And because I valued you, that's why Jesus went on the cross. Because of a value that the world does not understand. Because the eyes of their understanding are darkened. But as you see, my son, my daughter, cause others to see. Pray that their eyes would be opened that the eyes of their understanding would be opened so that they might see what you now see. And Father, we thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Thank you, Father. Thank you, my God. Whew. Hallelujah. This is a holy moment, so just... It's a holy moment right now. Right now, the, the Spirit of God is working in your heart. The Spirit of God is working in your heart. Taking out the things that have hindered you. Taking out the things that have caused you to think you are not who God called you to be. There's a divine deposit in you. I'm going to say it again. There's a divine deposit in you. That doesn't have earthly value because there's nothing on earth that can pay for it. It has heavenly value. There's a word in you. 
heavenly deposit. There is a grace upon you. There is a favor. Belinda. There's, there's a, a word inside of you, a deposit in you, that's going to be able to bring in a lot of people. And as you share it, it's time for you to start journaling. And I'm really sensing in my heart that there's a word inside of you. It's, it's, it's almost like a hybrid word. And it's going to cause people to see what they don't see right now. And there's a counsel in you. Don't be afraid to share that counsel. Because in the coming days, God's going to bring more and more people to you. Don't be afraid of sharing the counsel because you're, even you're going to be surprised at what wells up. But God said there's a season coming where you need to be sharing a deposit that he had placed in you. And it's been kept in there, but now it needs to be released. It's the season for God saying the season is coming up now. So get very bold in your conversation. Get very bold in your presentation. Get very bold in, in your journaling. Get very bold in that because God's going to bless you. Hallelujah. 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 God's taking things out of you, out of your hearts that don't belong. Don't belong. They don't belong. And he's going to do that as part of his miraculous power. Miraculous boldness. I'm hearing miraculous boldness coming upon you now. Miraculous boldness. Father, I speak it over the hearts of the people. Miraculous boldness. Miraculous prayers. And Father, I pray right now. I breathe. A new excitement for the kingdom of God. A new excitement for God's things. I breathe upon your people. A new passion for Almighty God. A passion for his presence. And Father, I bind right now any sin nature. Anything that easily besets your people. I break its power right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. We speak life into the areas where the enemy had spoken life past times. I speak life, resurrection power right now. Resurrection healing power right now. I, I, I just speak over, I just like see cobwebs in some of the minds and the brains of the people right now. I, I'd say cobwebs, be removed. And the cobwebs are, are systemic thinking. Things that had hindered people. Things that kept people bound to certain mindsets. God is saying, I'm going to start doing things differently and, you, and you're going to be able to flow with me differently. Because I have ways that you do not understand. And in the coming days, I am going to show you ways that you did not understand. Ways that I'm going to move in and through you. For there's a desperation, the Lord says. There's a desperation in the world. And there is a cry that comes out to me, the Lord says. I hear a cry of multitudes of those that don't know what to do. So my son, my daughter, when they come to you, talk to them about my son. Talk to them about my grace. Talk to them about my spirit. Talk to them about my gospel. My good news. Hallelujah. Father, I pray, break our hearts with things that break your hearts. Let us see, my Lord. When we see that person that's all messed up, May we not see a smelly person or a person that's cursing. May we see a soul for you. May we not see a man that has failed again and again and again. 
messed up everything that he's done, but may we see a, 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 a potential Paul in the future. A potential Billy Graham, a potential T.D. Jakes, a potential bishop. You can do it, Lord. You can do it, my Father. Hallelujah. So I pray boldness, and I pray boldness for you in North Carolina. Boldness and you passion. And anything that has come to sadden you, anything that has come to give you despair, even if it's sickness, we bind it and break its power in the name of Jesus. We lose the healing anointing right now over your body from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. And we pray that Almighty God will move mightily in North Carolina. I pray that God starts sending you people from the north, the east, the south, and the west. Fill the place where you're at. Hallelujah. May the deposit in you be manifested even in this day this season of time all the doors that have closed I pray and declare new doors to open in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ hallelujah we give you the glory for it we give you the glory Lord God come on somebody give him some praise hallelujah Give him some gratitude. Give him some praise. Receive, receive, receive. Holy Spirit is here right now. The Spirit of the Healer is here right now. The Spirit of Wisdom is here right now. Thank you.
Father, we raise up to you a Melody's friend's grandfather, Jose Manuel de la Cruz. He was found unconscious in his house and he was taken to the hospital. But Father, I pray for him. I pray for Jose Manuel. Have mercy on him. I pray in the name of Jesus, let your healing anointing right now come upon his body. We bind that which has caused this to happen in the first place. And we lose right now your healing anointing from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, even over his neurological system, even over his mind, Lord God, his nervous system, his vascular system. Restore, restore to health, Jose, Jose Manuel de la Cruz, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Father, for it. Hallelujah. We give you the glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give God some praise. Hallelujah. Wow. Wow, let's all stand. God wanted to do a personal work in you. He wanted to do a deep work in you because there's so much he wants to do through you. So take today's word. You can always hear it again through our website and through Facebook. We stream it live. We also have a YouTube channel. You could uh, go to find Calvary Christian Fellowship and a YouTube channel. We also have the messages there. So you can feel free to listen to it again. So Father, this moment, I bless your people. And as we go back home, we pray that you would continue to minister mightily in and through them. And those that are going to go on vacation, I pray uh, that you grant them safety uh, in their travels. Those that are on vacation, uh, like uh, the Rodriguez family who are in Texas right now, we pray your continued blessing on them, upon them, and grant them great joy as they meet family in Texas and as uh, they just take some time off. Father, thank you for the ability and the opportunity to take some time off. And uh, pray, Lord God, uh, for David and Dory as they begin their vacation this coming week, that you would bless them also, grant them great safety, and I uh, pray that you would uh, bless them mightily, my Lord. It will be a great time of rest for them. And uh, that we might come back from our vacations strong and ready to continue the work. We pray your blessing upon Sister Celeste and upon those that will join her as they reach out and as we re reach out as a church family to this wonderful community. I know there's a lot of people here that as they hear our testimonies, they will respond and they will come to saving faith in Christ. Thank you. And we pray your blessing upon the radio program, upon the internet outreach, and all that we're doing, Lord God, as a church family. We praise you for it. As we dismiss from this place now, I thank you that your angels encamp round about us and guard us and keep us in all of our ways. So, Father, we submit all these things under, under your glory, under your grace. We pray all these things in the awesome and majestic name of our Lord of Lords, King of Kings, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Praise God. God bless you all. Remember you're blessed and you're highly favored. So be that blessing that God has called you to be. God bless. See you throughout the week.